Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Let's begin by saying that, and I thought of this on the drive home, uh, I had such a busy day that it feels like my brains are mush. So, that may have some sort of effect on the podcast. Let's see what it is. Yeah, could be good, could be bad, could be medium, could be modium oh boy so bad I, I guess we're going with bad uh, at the top of every show I give a spoiler warning and I'm going to do that now spoiler warning of things to come that was a warning sound uh, the other thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear the only payment I ask is a million dollars let me just mess with this audio a little bit because it seems a little funny. Hello? 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 Hi there. How's that? Better? Worse? Doesn't look very good. Hi. Hi. Okay, uh, I'm going to pause and try to fix this. So far, we're off to a great start. Okay, I think from the looks of it, I may have fixed it. Uh, I guess we'll see. Hmm. Uh, yes, what else? Uh, top of every show, I'd like to say, uh, like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Ha ha ha! The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. Without further ado, I'm going to push a button. That will get us started. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Chicken Sushi Roulette. Ah, the game that is sweeping the nation has sponsored this movie monologue segment of this podcast for some reason. Weird. Also weird. Ah, nice segue. Uh, is a movie called Grey Gardens that the missus made me attempt to watch. I say attempt because... Uh, we stopped watching it. I really didn't want to watch it and made my um, voice known. And she kind of didn't care. Or rather would have watched it by herself. I think is maybe more accurate. Uh, this movie takes place in 1975. It's a documentary and it's about an old mother and her middle-aged daughter 
the aunt and cousin of Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, live their eccentric lives in a filthy, decaying mansion in East Hampton. Now, what brought about the missus and I watching that is we watched... <laughs> we watched one episode of Hoarders that was really good, I, I will admit. That's more of a television talk segment, of course. Um... <laughs> but I, I think watching that made her sort of look for other avenues of this fix of watching crazy old ladies hoarding things. Uh, so she stumbled upon this movie, which in a very, very rare uh, movie-watching scenario for The Mrs. and I, I don't know if it's ever happened, to be honest with you, uh, I asked to turn the movie off. Now, quite often, not quite often, that's, that's a strong word, um, on more than one occasion, we'll be watching a movie and the missus will say, I don't like this movie, let's turn it off. I won't want to do it, but I do because it's easier to do that than argue. <laughs> uh, in this case, it was the opposite. And I think that's the first time that's ever happened for us, is that I wanted to turn it off. Uh, all of that said means this gets one of the very, very rare, could probably count them on one finger's, one out of five ratings. Did not like this movie. Boring as something that's really boring. I don't know. It's hard to... Boring as all the other one out of five movies. Uh, didn't make sense. Uh, boring, did I mention? The two old ladies were interesting in that they were pretty crazy. Uh, I guess my sort of thought here is that 1975... Uh, pacing of documentaries is quite different uh, than it is today. That's not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing. In this case, I will say it is a bad thing. So it was just slow. Nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. At all. Uh, this movie is rated high as well. Uh, on IMDb, it's 7.7. .7. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it was also high. So I, I don't get it. If you have seen this and enjoyed it, explain to me why, please. Movie the second is called Unfriended. Oh, you ever unfriend someone on the old Facebook? Uh, I've done it f most of the times I do it as if they say something super religious or, or maybe I should say and or, uh, something homophobic or racist. That'll usually, if I see that, I don't need to be friends with people who are having those sorts of feelings. Uh, this takes a much darker turn. Let me explain. From Imbida, a group of online chat room friends find themselves haunted by a mysterious supernatural force using the account of their dead friend. Uh, interesting movie. Uh, it tried something that I'd never seen done before and I don't think it's ever been done before, which is perhaps why I've never seen it. And that is, it was all filmed from the point of view of, uh, how do you even explain this? It, it was as if you were watching a computer screen and were actually a part of the action of friends having a online chat. So you, so you were basically watching the screen of one of the girls. Uh, the something that made this kind of doubly creepy is uh, we watched this on, um, well, on the computer slash big screen TV that I'm uh, currently using right now. So because I use this as a TV and a computer, it kind of a little bit felt like uh, we were really in the action, just well, that one step deeper. 
even though it was all done on a Mac, and this is not a Mac, it is a PC. That's behind-the-scenes action, is what that is. Uh, for trying something new, uh, and for having not necessarily... Uh, uh, not necessarily scares, per se. A few jump scares and a few gory moments. A few laughs, a few tenses, tense moments. Uh, I enjoyed it pretty much. See, this has a lower rating on IMDb than that stupid one from before, but uh, I'd probably go definite 3 out of 5, and if you're in a mood to experience a movie sort of different from anything I've seen before, I'd go 4 out of 5. I, uh, I enjoyed it. The, the very last thing that happened in the movie, too, scared me uh, pretty good, and I won't give it away. How about that? I'm not spoiler. Since you've heard, we're actually out of time, so... I uh, gotta speed through this last movie. Which of the three movies in this movie monologue was the best of them? Solid four to five out of five. It is called Jiro Dreams of Sushi. This also is a documentary, I have just realized. Uh, it's something I constantly have seen on Netflix, and Netflix has always recommended to me saying, Hey, we'll think you like this one. Why don't you try it out? Uh, because it is subtitles, I kind of have to be in a certain mood to watch a subtitled movie. Uh, I, I, as you know, long-time listeners of this podcast, I'll quite often play video games while watching movies, which you can't do with a subtitle movie. So I gotta be in a sort of movie-only, usually uh, lying in bed, sort of uh, drifting in and out of consciousness not really that but just really getting your chillax on in a deep in a dark room in bed focusing on the movie and the movie alone that sort of thing uh and maybe that's better for well guaranteed it's better it's it's guaranteed what movie makers would rather have me do is focus 100 percent of my attention on their movies uh maybe it, uh, it pulls me in more it's just uh sometimes I feel like if I'm not doing two things at once that I'm wasting my life away. Yep. Yep. Uh, I already gave my rating, so that is what I say about this movie. Of Oh wait, I didn't really say anything about it, I've just realized. It's about an old 85-year-old guy who makes sushi. <laughs> the end. Today's television talk sponsor is the binge watching onesie, which is of course a onesie of the pajama variety that you wear while binge watching a television show. That's a pretty smart invention sponsor. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, I don't know how this happened. And I swear it's never happened to me before. That's what he said. Uh, but I totally missed uh, the new shows coming out uh, that I watch. By that I mean, uh, I don't really watch, with the very few exceptions, TV that currently airs. Most of my watching is things on Netflix that are no longer on the air, or things that are I can find streaming, things of that nature. Very few of the shows are, are current airing. So... 
somehow, some way, I've missed <laughs> the first the handful of episodes of a bunch of shows that I do watch. Those being Modern Family and Marvel's Agents of Shield. So, uh, because I caught up on I think like four or five of each of these shows, I thought I'd uh, bring them back and we could get you know caught up a little bit together. Uh, you know, I want to just on that note, it's those two shows, Doctor Who. Uh, and at midnight, I guess. What else? I, I, that's probably it. Other than you know, stupid things I watch with the misses. Stupid for the reason that if I was by myself, I wouldn't watch Chopped Canada or Chopped United States of America. I wouldn't watch those if I was just sitting by myself. They're good to watch with the misses because they're kind of right down the middle of things we like, I suppose. But they're not things I would seek out on my own. Whereas these are. Capiche? Capiche. Modern Family Season 7. Uh, I don't think it has gone down as far as laughs. No, no. I, I think they're still holding their own, which is impressive in its seventh season. Uh, is it the best comedy on TV today? I don't know. People have said that, and I would have difficulty arguing with them strongly. But uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That generates more laughs. This, uh, like a chopped, uh, sort of more down the middle where everyone enjoys. I, I think that's one of the most amazing things of Modern Family is that anyone and everyone enjoys the show. Young, old, man, woman, black, white, kids, aliens... Uh, yeah, uh, everyone seems to have an enjoyment of the show, and I don't blame them. Um, so far, season seven, the sort of main story, I guess, is... Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Oh, uh, Haley. Look, I I've got the wiki page open, which is helpful. Uh, Haley learns about Andy's feelings. Yeah, so Andy uh, proposed to a girl immediately afterwards realized that Haley did love him. And he loved her, so he's in a bit of a pickle. Uh, yeah, poor guy. And then he sort of eats and gets really fat, which is amusing. F you know, fat people, haha. Um, what else do we got? We got college. Um, I think the Alex girls in real life had a breast reduction, so I'll mention that for no reason. Yeah, the season just doesn't seem as good, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, very uh, good. Like, uh, this, I, I, I don't know why. Maybe because I watched... No, you think that would bring me in more. I, I, both of these shows... You know, Doctor Who as well. What the frig is happening to me? All three of the shows... With the all four of the shows, not actually no, not at midnight. Okay, let me let me let me think about what I'm going to say here before I just spurt out words, which is what I'm doing, and that is the four shows I mentioned: uh, Shield, At Midnight, Modern Family, Doctor Who. With the exception of At Midnight, all seemingly I am not quite finding the levels of enjoyment that I used to, uh, and I wonder if that is because of me or because of the shows. Now the fact that it is three out of four shows that is, this is happening to me 
uh, leans towards that something has happened to me that maybe I'm not finding the enjoyment in them because I'm looking at them in a different way. Uh, but then again, at midnight, that's as good, if not better, than it used to be. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for different things in my entertainment. Has this happened to you with uh, any of these programs? Have you not liked them as much as you used to? Uh, I would love to hear from you. Either way you're going to decide on your answer, uh, because you can either put my mind at ease or make me realize that I am insane, which I think uh, the possibility of that being the case is high. Oh boy. Today's book banter sponsor is Yakuza Finger Sandwiches. Delicious. Delicious. Okay, so uh, today I have for you a book called Tokyo Vice, colon, an American reporter on the police beat in Japan by Jake Adelstein. Yeah, I'd go Steen. It's Stein if it's S-T-I-E-N and Steen if it's S-T-E-I-N, I assume. I assume. Uh, it's, it's kind of strange. I'm, And hopefully someone out there can help me with this as well. There was an article in a magazine. I presumed Maxim, but I looked into it. And I, or Sorry, I presumed Wired, but I looked into it and couldn't find it. Maybe it was Maxim. Those are really kind of the only two Max... <laughs> Oh boy. Kind of the only two magazines I read on a semi-regular basis. Uh, on that note, since this fits in a sort of book banter segment, uh, I've cancelled my subscription to Maxim. It just wasn't doing it for me anymore. Uh, they took pretty much all the funny parts that were out, just sucked it dry, trying to turn it more into like a GQ style thing. Uh, the other complaint is one of the reasons you're going to read a, a Maxim magazine is for the pretty, pretty ladies. And when your ratio of ads featuring male models is probably ten times that of your pretty ladies, uh, something's wrong with your magazine. So uh, I've canceled that. Stuck with The Wired, which I would recommend to anyone. Just an amazing resource for learning what's going on in the world today, not just in terms of technology, but in terms of goddamn everything. Wired is amazing. This is not, we're not here to talk about Wired. We're here to talk about this book in which uh, it was a true story, or at least based on a true story, of a reporter uh, who's Jewish, American, uh, living in Japan for very, very many years, working for Japanese newspapers. Uh, you know what, I never really explained his sort of reasoning for moving to, to Japan and why he decided to live this life, but I guess do people ever really know why they're living the lives they're living, per se? Uh, anyways, uh, it's stories, tidbits, uh, in overall underlying story throughout of kind of the cool things that happened to him along the way. Uh, I can easily see this being a movie 
Uh, came out in 2009, so maybe it's in the works. Hey, I don't know. I'm not in the movie business. Uh, the guy sort of dips his toes into quite a number of areas of Japanese crime, which is where a lot of this sort of focuses. He's, uh, he's working in, uh, with the cops, uh, against the cops in certain regards. Uh, he's doing things with the vice squad. Uh, he's doing things, uh, searching for murderers, uh, which apparently does not happen a lot over in Japan. Uh, and all that's cool, all that's well and good, all of that makes an amazing book. Uh, some of the, the the most interesting parts of this to me, as a lover of things Japan, uh, maybe lover is not the right word, as a, someone who has a great interest in things Japan, is the little things, the little peaks of how they live their lives, little peaks of how things are different, uh, how they view things like pornography, like... Uh, like the reason that they pixelate uh, penises and vaginas and nipples, uh, just some of the, <laughs> the crazy things that they find normal and we find crazy, and vice versa. Uh, th- this book interesting on many levels. That just being one of them. Rating wise, uh, I don't read. I read again. Longtime listeners of this podcast, if you exist, will know that I don't read a lot of nonfiction. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this one. Rating-wise, I'd go uh, four to five solidly. Oh, what the fuck? Solid four to five. Jeez, uh, having technical difficulties all over the place. Uh, solid, solid four to five. If you have an interest in things Japanese like I do, I, I could see you going five out of five on this book. Uh, no problem. Uh, the movie that hasn't been made yet, that I've never heard about, that I'm just presuming will come out one day, going to get a three out of five. Maybe a four out of five. We don't know yet. Depends who's in it. Today's game, Gavin sponsor, is the MMO Automatic Murderer Jerk List. <sighs> this is a list of people who, uh, if you're playing a, a multi uh, online multiplayer game of the the MMO RPG, automatically kill you when they see you. No questions asked. The jerks. <sighs> Uh, okay, so uh, in this game, Gabin, I have a video game called Rust, which uh, I tried to dig into it, uh, not too hard, <laughs> because as I say to the kids listening out there, if work is hard, don't do it. If I've ever brought this game back before, because I know I've played it before, and presumably I played it uh, since I'd started this podcast, at least I thought I had, um, so it's sort of my revisiting and potentially, probably, I'm guessing, the podcast revisiting of the video game Rust again. Uh, this is still a game that is not finished. It is a early access game. But my sort of reason for revisiting it is twofold that I can think of. Uh, the first being that, although Fallout, comparing this to Fallout 4... 
uh, is not fair to this game at all. It's just my desire to get my goddamn hands on Fallout 4, which is happening next week. Uh, was so high that I wanted to play a sort of post-apocalyptic game. And I also knew that they'd made quite a few updates on this game since the last time I played, which, a lot. They've done a lot compared to the last time I played, so it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's, it's still not a finished game, I would, wouldn't say, but what they've done is, is impressive. My, <laughs> one of my complaints of this game, and I don't know how you could do something about this, is... Uh, it's an online game. You're playing with, with people from all over the world. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this game, basically uh, you start off as a, a naked man with a rock and a stick. <laughs> That's the, you, you use that rock to hit trees, then get wood. You use that rock to get rocks, to get more rocks. Uh, you use these trees and rocks to build things, maybe better tools to, quick, to more quickly get more wood and more rocks. You build houses. Uh, you can build a, a quite significant house, and I did many times. Um, you build tools. You build. Uh, eventually, you can build guns. You build clothing. Uh, you explore. You f you find cool things. You find food. Uh, there's animals to kill. You use their bones. You use their 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 skins to make more clothes. You use their fat to make oil to power things. You make refineries. It's a friggin' crazy game, and it's pretty in-depth, and considering what it is, it's pretty amazing feat, and it not being done uh, is the only knock against it, I, I, I guess I would say. Oh, no, no, the other knock I would say is fucking assholes. Yeah, this is what I was about to say. Uh, you, you go up to someone in this world, and they're going to shoot you on sight, no questions asked. And that friggin' pisses me off. Or shoot you in the back. Come up behind you and shoot you. If I had a dollar for every time that I was just building my house, you know, kind of tooling around, looking for shit, and then suddenly was dead because someone had shot me in the head from behind, I would have a fair amount of dollars. And it's annoying as hell. Uh, I would come across people. Uh, I would see them just standing there, and I'd sort of walk up behind them, and then I'd... Uh, you can, uh, and I never really got it going. I, sh I should have done that. You can, you can chat with them. I have this microphone I'm using right now, or you can sort of type in hello. So because I, for some reason, didn't use this microphone, oh, I don't have a headset either. That would, I guess, be a problem. And anyways, so I'd like walk up behind them. I'd say hello. I, I'd type it on the screen. Uh, I, I'd take anything threatening out of my hands so they could see that I was friendly. I'd say, you know, hello, friendly. Uh, and then they would turn around and see me. Uh, I'd sort of uh, wave my hand so they'd know I didn't mean any harm. And then they would shoot me in the face. So that I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big fan of people who do that, which are a lot of the people who play Rust. So um, I would recommend if you hate that like I do, you can find servers where there's not a lot of people, and at least it'll happen less. At least it'll happen less. Okay, uh, just before we finish this Game Gabin, I wanted to make a little note about uh, Game Gabins in the near future uh, with regards to Fallout 4. I am going to get Fallout 4 within a matter of days. Less than a week, even. Uh, once I start playing that, this Game Gabin section will be taken over 
by Fallout 4. Similar to how Witcher 3, uh, like I think I did maybe four or five different Witcher 3 segments. Uh, presumably, if my Fallout 3 and New Vegas experiences are any indication, uh, Game Gabin will be on a Fallout 4 hiatus for the foreseeable future. Maybe I'll try to mix it up. Oh, uh, on that note, uh, The Room 3. The Room 3 for your iPhone or iPad just came out yesterday, uh, and I did get that. So because that's a portable game, and I'll probably uh, squeeze in some time with that while playing Fallout, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll bring that back in. But uh, it's more just a warning that Fallout 4 will take over a lot of my time in the video game realm. And uh, if I was a professional reviewer of things, I would say, well, gotta speed through it, gotta get my review out, but I am not a professional. So I take my time and have fun like I want to. So, there you might say. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is the Bruce Campbell Chin Prosthetic. Thank you, sponsorship. Item the first is uh, some clips from Stephen Colbert, or Colbert, if you prefer. And I do a little bit because it's not right. Yeah, uh, this would fit in a television talk, uh, but because I watch them all online on YouTube... Uh, I can jam them into an internet intercourse if I so desire, and I do desire, so that is what's happening. Um, he recently had on uh, Seth MacFarlane with Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, which was a little slice of nerdy heaven. Uh, it's no secret um, uh, Seth MacFarlane's love of Neil deGrasse Tyson as he is part of the creator, or the creator, of the television show Cosmos, which I spoke of on this very podcast, and uh, spoke of very highly, so uh, I would recommend you check that out. I would recommend you check out all Stephen Colbert clips on YouTube, because quite often, they are hilarious, and at the very least, are entertaining. You can't always be both, but sometimes you are. Like uh, he had on Anthony Bourdain, which... As you will know, I friggin' love. Anthony Bourdain, as far as I'm concerned, uh, on television can do no wrong. I've never seen anything he is in that I haven't thoroughly enjoyed, this included. Uh, so, that was good. Uh, Carrie Brownstein, uh, of Portlandia fame, among other things, also in there. Man, uh, I think he's doing a fine job, uh stepping into the shoes of David Letterman and I do enjoy his clips. Sometimes his religiousness makes me a little uncomfortable but, uh, you know sometimes I can let it slide without wanting to turn it off in disgust. Item the second is California On. Ooh, haven't had one of these in a friggin' long time because, well, Mr. Kasim G hasn't posted anything in a friggin' long time. Not since uh, uh, Comic-Con. Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. 
this is similar to one he did before, which I think I brought back with Bigfoot. A anyways, he films a sort of uh, documentary Steadicam-style spoof, I believe you might call it. Unless they're real. You know, I I'm not saying they're not real. I have a feeling they're not, though. Um, he goes a la sort of a, a ghost hunters to a seemingly haunted spot with a film crew and psychics and stuff to my great amusement and I hope yours if you go over and check it out that's California On with Kasim G a spooky ghost adventure mm. okay uh, next we have the pointless podcast with host Kevin Pereira yes with guest Adam Sessler double yes uh, I think maybe even it was last episode I spoke of the indoor kids having on Mr. Adam Sessler, which was amazing. Uh, I am going to say, and I don't often say this sorts of thing, this was better even. Just for the reason that uh, Kevin Pereira and Adam Sessler sort of together again gave me all sorts of uh, nerdy, tingly, nostalgia-y, G4-y memories uh g4 was a station on the television they had on two shows uh attack of the show and x-play uh kevin was host of attack of the show adam was host of x-play they were my two favorite shows on tv they both got canceled i then canceled my cable <laughs> that 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 was really seriously uh, they canceled x-play first and I kept my sort of cable box around for Attack of the Show, or as the missus used to call it, the Geek Show. Uh, but then when that went off there, I'm like, well, that's the, there's there's nothing here for me now. <laughs> and then I left and sort of haven't looked back since. Um, yeah, so to, to have them both on a podcast talking about old times and sort of what happened <laughs> with the whole. Uh, falling apart of that network and getting fired and behind the scenes action which it was very interesting on many levels entertaining and hilarious because both of these guys are so super quick uh i hope to see more of uh adam sessler sort of in the world uh kevin Pereira, i listen to his podcast every week uh, it would be nice if maybe uh, Adam Sessler got more involved in the creating of content world. He is. Uh, he has a Kickstarter for a very interesting sounding video game right now. Uh, interesting because it was basically a slasher... Uh, it sounded like an 80s slasher film style video game that uh, they were going to release, but then the, uh, the person who owes the license to Friday the 13th heard about this game and said, you know what? I want you to turn this into a Friday the 13th game, which is a pretty incredible thing to happen. So uh, good luck to his Kickstarter. I recommend you check it out. Maybe donate him a couple of ducats. Why not? Uh, okay, as you've heard, I don't have time really for the last item, but I'm going to squeeze it fucking in anyways. Uh, the Nerdist Podcast, yes, with guest Bruce Campbell, yes, yes. Bruce Campbell, who I had the pleasure of meeting, uh, because I don't have time to talk about the podcast, as you heard the timer indicate, I'll just say two very short things. Uh, one, this was an amazing podcast that even Chris Hardwick said, this may be one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever recorded. Two, 
if you want to Google Nerd Kane Adventures, uh, give myself a plug on my own podcast, if that makes sense, uh, you could see a picture of my Nerdy Kane being signed by Mr. Bruce Campbell, along with pictures of uh, dozens of other nerdy celebrities. Celebrities may make its way into the title of this episode, Celebrities. Many different celebrities citing Nerd Kane, uh, along with Nerd Kane being held by uh, hundreds of cosplayers at, uh, you know, things and stuff. Okay, we're done, folks. That leaves the final thing to say, which I always say, which is, it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper